0: of my brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. Don't settle for mediocrity, live big. Let's get started by visiting canilivebig.com and let's visit it today. That's big.com.
1: You were made to think
0: big, do big, live big.
1: But tomorrow can
0: be bigger. Just grow. Live a life bigger than yourself. you created for
1: greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Live You've tuned in to the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. God's word is powerful and full of life. It opens your eyes to how big God is and how big life in him can be. We pray that today's teaching compels you to grow and live a life bigger than yourself. Download this message and more at gracechurchba.org. Here's Dr. Greer with today's Live Big message.
0: Jesus speaks over the crowd to the scribes, and he addresses them. He says, what are you discussing with them, my disciples? The scribes had taken advantage of Jesus' absence, and there are many academics trying to do the same thing today. But here's something I know. It's easy to attack a man when he's not present. But when Jesus returns, many are going to experience the same awkward silence. You're not going to be able to answer. I I know what you thought. I know what you figured out. But when Jesus appears himself, many are going to stand with awkward silence, unable to answer for the things that they said in his absence. My prayer is that you are not such a one. So there's this silence, and it's so silent that someone in the crowd has to answer. It's just awkward. He asks a question, and they're just standing there. You know, just like some of y'all. Not you, the person next to you. This, see, uh, <laughs> you see the power of God, and you just stand, I don't know about all that. It doesn't take all that. They're just sitting there analyzing and, and Jesus spoke over the crowd, and he addressed these men. But one in the crowd, this was a man that didn't have an argument. He had a need. When you have... Things in your life that are real and serious, you'll get past some of the silliness, that that, that mental boxing that goes on in our heads. Then one of the crowds answered, why? Because the scribes dared not open their mouths. And his father said, who loved his son, he loved his boy. He said, Rabbi, our teacher, I brought you my son. We see the same thing here. He brought him to the disciples, but what? He really was bringing them to Jesus. And we see a picture here. The reality is the world has a hard time separating God from the church. So as the church, if we love God, we learn to represent him properly such that the world doesn't get a wrong impression about our God. So they brought the boy to the disciples, but he said, I brought you, my son, Jesus, who has a mute spirit. Jesus, an invisible Force has been exploiting my son's weaknesses. Jesus, something, I know my boy, but something has changed. Some, something has attached itself that's not him. I, I, I know that that thing is something different than my son. And I watch him, and all he can do is suffer in silence because he's me. And many of us are in similar situations. And then he goes on to describe the situation with his boy. And wherever it seizes him, whether in public or in private, the devil loves to make a fool of us and shame us and embarrass us. And wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. You judge a thing by its fruit. Satan's only goal is to bring you down, to get you back in the muck and in the mire of life and living. His only goal. And he foams at the mouth. Now, Jesus meant this literally, but have you ever had both embarrassing and uncontrollable things come out of your mouth like this, boy? Things you wish you wouldn't say or wish you hadn't said, but, but, but no matter what, it just seems to come out. This was the situation of this child. He says, and he gnashes his teeth. Gnashing of teeth is a sign of pain, a sign of hurt. He was dealing with deep internal pain that caused him to grind his teeth. Are you just kind of grinding through life too? I know you put on your Sunday best today, but in secret, was it really a grind to get up this morning? It's the truth that on the inside there's a there's a hurt, there's a pain, there's a it's just just and daily you deal with this thing and and you know it's coming from the outside. You know that God has better, but you're unable to break it and you suffer in silence like this. Boy. And lastly, as this process ran its course, at the end he he become rigid. I had to research what that meant. It literally means. He'd go into a stupor. Do you cope with your turmoil, your internal hurt wounds by drinking yourself, shopping yourself, eating yourself into a vacant stare? We all have different coping, but he'd end up vacant. And that's ultimately what the adversary wants to do, is leave you vacant. No, per- You're just crushed. With empty eyes, looking at life and people. And his daddy would watch this day after day, after day, after day. So, Jesus, I, the, the daddy said, I watched this and then I, I see, I love my boy. So, so I spoke to your disciples. You, you weren't there. So, I brought him to church. I brought him to Bishop. And I said, You know, Bishop, I, I, I have a problem. and and said, there's an issue, and can you get rid of it? Is there anything that can be done? I spoke to your disciples that they should. There ought to be power in God's church. And I said, you guys, if you're really of God, you should have power to deal with this personality that's attaching itself too much out but they could not wait a minute in mark chapter 3 same book jesus gave the apostles authority to heal the sick raise the dead but he also commissioned them and gave them authority to cast out demons what happened between chapter 3 and chapter 9 i'll tell you what happened strife and resentment over position. Strife has a way of neutralizing the anointing. When you get your focus on people, where they sit, where you sit, what they have, what you don't have, it is one of the fastest ways to destroy the authority of your witness and the anointing of God in your life. They were mad about Jesus taking the other three. Well, I could have been with John. Come on, John ain't no better than me, man. I know John for a long time. And 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 when you start to argue and bicker like that, you lose your power. You know, people sometimes come to grace to find fault. And my answer is simple. We're going to give you some. I'm not trying to pretty it up, cover it up. If you're looking for it, you're going to find it. You're going to find bucketfuls right here. But also, if you're looking for Jesus, you're going to find him by the bucketful. Let's get to verse 20. We got to get out of here. But arguing and fussing over position, rank, and authority made those men impotent before the devil. That's one of the reasons why the church is so weak. We're arguing over stuff we shouldn't. Our only argument is, can I serve you better? Can I be more of a help? Can I be more of a black? That's our ambition. That's our aim. And let me tell you something. The world would be the path to our door if we would venture to get serious and ambitious about the right things. Verse 20. Then they brought him to Jesus. And when he saw... Jesus, immediately the spirit convulsed. I uh, watch this sometimes on Sundays. The Spirit of God moves, and people start to, don't take that. It's not necessary. <laughs> I worship God in my heart. <laughs> and the next starts. St- why because your demon was just exposed by the presence of jesus can't say amen say ouch Ouch. (laughs) and when he saw him immediately the spirit convulsed and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth everything jesus had described to the father Begins to manifest. And you would think, though, when, when, when the boy fell to the ground, starts forming him out, you, you would think that Jesus would have just jumped up and, and immediately stopped it and addressed the situation. But what's amazing is when you look at the Scriptures, he totally ignores it and continues his conversation with the Father. Here's a guy on this side of the church falling down, la, la, and, and the pastor just goes on with the teaching and the preaching. But you need to understand that Satan is a creature of pride. He loves attention. And sometimes the best way to deal with him, sometimes, is to at first ignore him until you're in position to righteously deal with him. Yeah. Timing is everything. Let's keep going. So he asked his father. Again, the guys were all that. He said, hey, dad. How long has this been happening to him? And a father is so used to it, too. He said, from childhood. How many of you have some stuff that's been going on in, in your life for as long as you can remember? This was the case with this boy. He said, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water. I mean, he tried to drown himself. He put his arm into the stove to cut and hurt himself to destroy him. How many of you in this room understand uh, wh- what it's like to self-sabotage yourself all the time? I mean, over and over and over and over and over again. You get to the point of, of just being normal, and you got to do something weird. You got to do something. You got to do something to pull the rug out from under your life. This was the case with this boy, and Daddy knew that's not my son. That's something else from somewhere else. You, know, you remember the body snatchers? Somebody has snatched my child. This man discerned. You see, our issue is we're calling it a problem. This man was discerning enough to call it the devil. You're saying, well, I was born with this type of personality. I was born this way. No, 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 no. Even though it might have been with you as long as you could remember, this man had the discernment to say, no, 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 that is an evil spirit. God did not make my boy to be like that, to act like that, to behave like that. That's not God. That's evil. That's the devil. But today, there's no devil. It's all naturalism. Just the way I am. You
2: won't get free until you call it what it is. A life of influence isn't achieved overnight. It is built through the consistent application of wisdom and hard work. Dr. Derek Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big, provides you with 120 bite sized nuggets of insight on practical topics such as marriage and finances, as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. It will ask you penetrating questions to help you reflect and apply what you've learned. This book will stimulate self examination and provide fuel for personal transformation. The best thing about it, Dr. Greer is offering this book to you absolutely free. That's right, a free copy of 120 Minutes to Live Big, mailed to you as a gift. However, that's not all. You will also get 30 days access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab, a program designed to help you grow from good to great, from mediocre to extraordinary. It's our prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better, and become everything God wants you to be. So, if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is for you. Claim your free book and get free 30-day access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab. Simply visit dgmfree.com.
1: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. Find out more about Dr. Greer, Grace Church, and today's teaching at gracechurchva.org. Let's get back to today's teaching.
0: But if you can do anything, you see the if in there. The man was uncertain of Jesus's power. But in the next clause, we're going to see he wasn't uncertain of his love. He said, if you could do anything, have compassion. When he said that compassion thing, oh, Jesus perked up. Because that's what he came to do. Have compassion on us and help us. Sometimes just a simple help to God is the most sophisticated prayer we need to pray. Sometimes help is all I can say. I don't have a lot to add. It's just, Lord, I, God, help me. Yeah. This was the cry of his daddy. Jesus looks at him, and he said, You just said, if I could do anything, I love Jesus. I love the way he handles stuff and people. But he switched this. He said, if I can. No, no, that's not the issue. The real issue is if you can believe. I have moments in my life where, frankly, stuff hits me. God, can you do anything? But this scripture hits me back and say, well, if I can believe. The issue is not God's weakness. The issue is our faith. He said, if you can believe all things are possible to him. He said, you ask me if I can. i said it's impossible. It's possible for him. Possible for for you who believes. And what he was saying was as terrible as the boys' state was, if they trusted, if the daddy trusted the master, he could make the impossible Possible. The issue was not God's power, but the man's trust. Immediately, when the father, he loves this boy. The father of the child cried out from his heart. This is this is supplication, it's not just prayer. He's crying out. And he said, with tears running down his face, he said, Lord, I believe. I believe you're the Messiah, but I'm just still a little bit conflicted. You ever believe and not believe at the same time? You ever believe, but there's still some things in the back of your mind giving you just a little bit of trouble? The man doesn't hide this from Jesus. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. This man with some faith, But mostly an honest admission of struggle had enough to move Jesus into action. When you begin to act like your faith is more than it is, that's how you get in trouble. This man was real with the master. Lord, I got belief and unbelief all at the same time. God, if this depends on me, we might be in a little bit of trouble. Lord, I I I, I got to get this back on, on on you, God. God, I I'm I, I'm a little bit in turmoil now. Now, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure about some things that that I, I think I believe. But Lord, here here's the deal: help me. He didn't blame Jesus. help me, help me make the crooked straight. Help, help, help me orient. Help, help me get this stuff right in my head and, and my thinking. But the point I want to make here is that it wasn't just this man's faith, it was also his humility and honesty yes. that moved Jesus into action. Yes. When you have questions, please have a real question. Don't pretend. God's not intimidated, threatened, and, oh my God, that's a question I can't answer. One of my biggest problems sometimes is the fact that I'm a pastor. And I think I ought to know stuff. So I, I don't ask God certain things because... Uh, I don't want to let myself know that I don't really know. But God knows I don't know. If I'm honest with myself, I can also know that I don't know. And I've learned that even when I'm uncertain about what God can do, will do, if I'm honest. I say, Lord, it's not you. It's really me. Work on me, Lord. 100% of the time, he gets the job done. When Jesus saw the people and that they came running together, what did he do? He rebuked the unclean spirit. Saying to what? It. He spoke to the problem. He didn't ask the demon for its name. We talked about that last week when we talked about Legion. He gave it a name. And you name things you have authority over, by the way. That's why Adam named the animals, because he had authority. He said, you deaf and dumb spirit the problem is you call it a problem until you call it for what it is you're not going to get the freedom the Bible way there are literal demons in this world that's the only explanation for the craziness we do there's no other explanation except there's somebody other than God on this planet causing a mess and and pain and all the rest we just call it a problem a natural issue this jesus wisdom personified called it what it was he said you deaf and dumb spirit i command you come out of him what you need to understand is demons have absolutely no sympathy if you could see a demon's eyes it looks a lot like a shark's eye they feel nothing a shark will eat anything that's bleeding anything that's wounded Anything that's moving, that's why you get tires in the belly, they will eat anything and feel no hesitation, no sympathy. So they don't understand your pain. The only thing a devil understands is power. So if you come to the forces of this world talking about, do you know how I feel? <laughs> how How long it's been, no. they could care less. The only thing they understand is that name above every name that can be named. All they understand is authority and power. And then Jesus said, he said, and enter him. Let's read the whole thing. Deaf and dumb spirit. This is what he said. How many of y'all want to learn from Jesus? He didn't say, well, I suggest, I hope. No, I command you, come out of him and enter him, What? no more. Jesus in that moment released a no more anointing with never again authority. I believe he wants to do the same thing here today. He wants to release a no more anointing. May it enter, may that issue be no more. May it never again be an issue, a manifestation in the life that child. And really, all heaven is a no more situation. It's a never again situation. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more heartache. There'll be no more pain. Never again will the trouble of trouble. Never again will there be hate and, and rage and, and war rumors. Never again. But what's amazing about Christ is the kingdom is within. And even while we're on the earth, we can have a little bit of heaven.
1: You've been listening to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at GraceChurchVA.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big.
2: God wants you to live a life bigger than yourself